I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden, and I'm with the Kara Golden Show. And I'm here today with Patty Post, who is the founder and CEO of Checkable Medical. And Patty has this amazing product that she is working on, amazing company, But this incredible product that we chatted about when I was on her podcast that will be coming out soon, we don't know how soon, but hopefully pretty soon, it it will be the first FDA-approved at-home strep test. Uh, So I really wanted to get Patty on, not only to talk about her journey, but also talking about if you have an idea that you need to go and get FDA approval on. Um, especially in the category of over-the-counter type of things um, in the medical field. Patty is going through this right now, and I think there's so many learnings along the way. And uh, she's just got an incredible idea and company that she's building, which is just super, super great. So Patty spent the last decade executing multi-million dollar Contracts with huge health care companies, systems, medical technology uh, companies as well. And she's also a parent and wanted to know quickly whether or not her kids had strep throat. How many of us have been there, not only for our kids, but for ourselves? And instead of trying to figure out how do I get an appointment and actually figure this stuff out, wouldn't it be great to actually figure out if it's just a virus and you should actually stay put or uh, should you can you actually double check it? So she decided that she would Google around and I'll let her share a little bit more about the story. And this is what she's going through to actually build a, a company that actually helps people. Um, and it's actually a product that lots of people, I think, will love. And soon we will see it in stores um, and online, of course. But I'm really, really excited to have her share a little bit about her journey. So welcome. Thank you so much, Kara. That was such a great intro. Thank you. (laughs) Once I got the words right, right? It was one of those mornings. So before we jump into Checkable Medical, I want to talk to you about your background. So you were in healthcare. What was the first job? How did you get started? Well, my first job was uh, customer service at a cataract lens distribution company, which was super fascinating because I worked with the manufacturers and then I also worked with the surgery centers and the ophthalmologists, as well as our internal team of customer service and uh, our leadership sales group. And to have a medical device that allows someone to see and allows, um, I mean, really the technology that these manufacturers um, are bringing to market. It just really fascinated me. And then when they connected the doctor with the patient and those outcomes were life-changing for people. And I just really felt like I needed to be a part of that. And so I, I pursued 
uh, healthcare for that reason, because I wanted to do something that was greater for the good. And that also is a good way to make a living. It's you're always challenged, always evolving. I was, I was never the smartest person in the room. I am totally okay with that, but I am the most hardworking. I try to be the most hardworking and I try to be the most creative too, which a lot of times uh, you need in every in every industry, we need hardworking and creative people. So I found my niche there. Absolutely. I And I read that being a parent was when you really realized that there was this hole in the market, which is what you, really how you started Checkable Medical. So can you share a little bit more about that? Oh, yeah. So I, I was a medical, de- I, I went into medical device sales. And so I would travel around and sell my uh, equipment I was repping to surgeons and to the hospitals. And my husband uh, was working as well. But being the mother, you're just naturally the nurturer. We just have those gifts. Our kids want to be with us. They want to snuggle with us. And my husband had the feeling of, you know, kids are sick, rub some dirt on it, get to school, you're fine. And I'm like, no, nah, they need to be seen. Like yeah. we we got to see what's what's making them sick. And when it was the first one and the second one and the third one, and I found myself uh, in a number of times, I would be at the doctor sometimes four times in a week in separate occasions and all for sore throat. When they're really young, it's ear infections. Like we've all been plagued with that with our kids getting ear infections. And you always have to bring them in because you don't know if it's an infection sure. or not. Same goes with strep. And I, it was, I was just fed up and I was sitting there at the minute clinic and my daughter it was a fourth time that week. And my daughter was just super sick, um, kind of curled up. And I just looked on, I Googled, you know, at home strep test and there was nothing that was FDA cleared as an F, you know, as for an at home strep test. And, uh, at the time I was working in clinical research and with, lots of companies taking technologies through FDA. So naturally I knew a bunch of people that were in that regulatory facing um, role and had also built their careers on working with the FDA. So I started asking around like, why don't we have an at-home strep test that's just like a pregnancy test? I don't understand this. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years. 
helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think, and makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. And took nine months to really research that. And I mean, there are very legitimate reasons. It's not easy to collect a sample. And also big companies, they don't typically, big medical companies, they're not typically facing you and I. Their customers are 
physicians and nurses and scientists and lab personnel. Um, so they don't create products for us, but the pregnancy test is the proxy that I use because, and a UTI test, because we can collect a sample and we can run a test. And as a mom, to just know, like what's making our kids so sick, it gives us peace of mind, saves us time and saves us money. No, absolutely. And obviously, I mean, once you actually know that that's the case, I mean, you go back to the doctor and share that with them. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously that's when you'll need antibiotics and and all of yes. those things along the way. But I, I love your story of how you were, you were kind of in your career um, you happen to be working with a lot of people who were going through this process of getting different approvals, but yet they probably, I mean, were they really entrepreneurs or they were much bigger entrepreneurs, right? But you were mm-hmm. understanding, you were curious, you were understanding the pathway and what it took in order to do that. I feel like that was really the thing that gave you the the courage to be able to say, hey, maybe I should just go do this too. Yeah, in medical specifically, there's a lot of technology that spins out of university systems or scientists that have come up with something. And a lot of times they'll just shelf the technology. A big company will try to put it through marketing and they'll just, you know, their their sales folks or else maybe their advisory boards will say, you know, there's not enough, uh, there's not enough of a population or enough demand for this, or it doesn't fit in our product portfolio. So there's actually a lot of technology out there that never gets developed because it never comes in house at a big company to go through the the regulatory process to get to market. And then when it comes to entrepreneurs, you do see a lot of physicians that create a technology and they end up sort of stalling out after they get their IP because it is so uh, cost. I mean, yeah. it, it is so expensive. They're so capital intensive as well as personnel intensive. You really need to have a good team that works together that can understand that, you know, get to approval as well as get to market and commercialization strategies. Um, and usability, as you know, it takes a lot to create a product that people want. Um, and rather than just a technology. So there's not a lot of true, entrepreneurs like you and I that, you know, saw a gap that kind of just come out of nowhere. But definitely, I think there's intrapreneurs in big companies that, um, you know, one of a a story, I don't know if you've seen the commercials for a company called Aspire Medical, that's Mm -hmm. a sleep apnea device. Yeah. But Tim Hebert actually was uh, an engineer and um, at Medtronic and that technology was put on the shelf. And he said, you know what? this is going to make a difference in people's lives. I'm going to take this out and create a company in and of itself. And he was someone that I, uh, I know I, I wasn't super close with him, but I watched him from afar and I continue to just admire what he's done. And he is a true entrepreneur that saw that people need this, this product while the big company was like, I don't see the opportunity he went for it. And that was something that for me was very formative when I was uh, doing checkable medical. Cause I thought, okay, there's 16 million parents every year that go in for their kids when they have a sore throat. 
And 13 million of them could have voided the entire experience if they would have had an at-home diagnostic. Today's episode is sponsored by Such a Voice. Have you ever thought about how your voice sets the stage for how you are perceived? Okay, so you may not be looking to be a voiceover actor, but maybe, just maybe, there are a few techniques that you wouldn't mind learning. No matter what you do for a living, your voice is the thing people are making decisions about from the moment you say something. That's why paying attention to what I'm about to talk about is key. Such a voice. That's our terrific sponsor of this segment. Such a Voice provides professional voiceover training for anyone. The great people at Such a Voice will take you through professional voice technique and even coach you through preparing, recording, and producing your own voiceover demo too. But why would you need this training? Well, that's a very good question. Whether you are thinking of interviewing on a podcast or recording your audiobook or giving that keynote at next year's company offsite, Those techniques you will learn will teach you what real-world voice actors already know and help you be your very best. Visit Such a Voice slash Kara Golden, that's G-O-L-D-I-N, and receive a complimentary copy of Such a Voice's must-knows of voiceover. You will get expert tips from people who know how to have impact. Check out suchavoice.com slash Golden today to learn from the experts. Hi, everyone. I wanted to take a moment to talk about my book. It's called Undaunted. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet on Audible or picked up a copy at Amazon or at your favorite bookstore, I think you're really missing out. Hopefully, you're enjoying listening to The Kara Golden Show with all the amazing guests that I'm so lucky to interview and be inspired by. Stories of challenges and breakthroughs, lessons too. Each of these incredible guests teach me that being undaunted really is the answer. And that is what you will learn from my story, which I share in my book, Undaunted. Not only how I came up with the idea for Hint, but also the journey that I experienced along the way. You see, most people don't know all the challenges that entrepreneurs go through in building a company. And the journey, the ups and the downs, twists and turns, you will hear it all in Undaunted. Probably the thing that has made me happiest about writing this book is hearing from people and how the book has helped them push through hard things and try new things. I have heard from countless people how Undaunted has helped them see that they are not alone in their hard times that they are experiencing, but also how pushing forward and finding a way is usually what it takes. My real stories with my observations looking back that just might make you change your mind about what you can endure and what you can achieve. Don't let anyone tell you you can't. It's time to move past your fears and defy the doubters too. My book Undaunted is available everywhere books are sold, on Amazon and Audible as well. And shoot me a DM and tell me what you think. Back to the show. Tell me the steps in in actually starting Checkable Medical. So you have this idea, you find the courage to do it. You mentioned you were doing research for nine months. So then what do you do? 
Well, I went and I, I put together my my plan of how to get through approval. So I I hitched someone hitched their wagon to me. I hitched my wagon to her. Uh, she's a scientist. She's worked within industry and as well as clinical. And, and we put together uh, a plan of of how to conduct the research to get to approval. And I went out and I pitched that. And I understood. Um, now, who was out there in the market as far as angel investors? And I, I knew that I needed to get a proof of concept study done and you know, get to a prototype. And I went out there and pitched angel groups, uh, as well as individual angels. And once I started my first pitch, then it just kept like snowballing. Yeah. Well, I think that the, that, the ability of someone to understand and connect with your idea. Um, it's such a simple story, yet it's not there, right? So yeah. I think that that's really helpful um, to mm-hmm. be able to raise money for sure. So what was kind of the most difficult part of starting a company? Because again, this is your first, right? And for mm-hmm. anybody thinking, okay, maybe I'll go do what Patty's doing? I mean, what what's kind of the most difficult thing that maybe you didn't expect to run into when you're starting your new company? Uh, being the first and never having done it before um, was a huge, it's, is still today a huge barrier that I have to overcome with, especially with investors and even outside where people are I don't have the name recognition. I can't say that I have a successful exit in this space. And so that was something to overcome. And then as well as there, I was pitching to a lot of dads. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of dads saying, I don't really even see, why not just bring them to the doctor? I'm like, "How? when's the last time you brought your kids to the doctor? And I, I would say that. And they would say, oh, well, my wife does that. And I would say, well, you should go talk to her about how that experience was when she brought your three kids in and alone. And that was, uh, those are, I had to think on my feet and I had to, because um, the reality is of what we're facing is when a woman goes out to pitch that she's pitching to, I was pitching to dads or grandpas. And uh, typically in society, if those are the ones that are working, they're probably not bringing their kids into the doctor. So that was the other really big uh, obstacle to overcome was changing that mindset and then bringing awareness to something that they just didn't even know about. And where I was pitching in Minneapolis, so their edge technology, you know, a mitral valve or something in the neurospace or oncology, which is something that's very sexy. Like you want to, if you're an innovator, you want to be a part of something that's super like edge cutting and you know a strep test it, as long as we are the first we will break ground in a in a huge category now but at the time it, it was not that way yeah no definitely and one of the things that you and I have talked about that the expense is really the clinical trials so why mm-hmm. are clinical trials so expensive well I, there, it's for a purpose uh one the Everyone that is involved in a clinical trial is extremely well-educated and extremely experienced. Uh, you really can't hire an intern to be a part of your clinical trial uh, strategy and even the execution, uh, as well as there's a lot of layers. 
and there's regulatory, there's quality, there's clinical. Uh, there's a lot of uh, verification and validation testing that needs to happen uh, by regulation of the FDA because they are our regulatory body that ensures that our products are safe and effective. And there is an approach that we need to take in order to uh, get our product in a place that even they will look at it. And clinical research is particularly expensive because you have, think of your clinic that you go to uh, at your doctor's office. It requires a lot for them to have clinical research conducted at their site. It takes a couple of research staff. You also have a physician that's involved. Uh, and then you have a lot of marketing that's around that just to bring awareness of, of that trial even happening. Uh, so keeping, uh, putting layer upon layer of um, infrastructure together, it really is, is capital intensive. Do you feel like there's a lot of waiting in this process? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Even, and, and any one of my staff that will listen to this will laugh because I say, we're a startup, we should be moving fast. But we also have to move very carefully because uh, with a regulated product like our strep test uh, behind me, we can't change the label overnight and then decide to do something new. Everything has to go through a number of approvals even before we get it to a research um, site. And then once we get it even completed to have any changes, we have to go through a, a significant process. And uh, I always say it's 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 not like bringing out a toothbrush or a hairbrush that is, you know, sexy marketing and you can have some great packaging to it. There's, there's so much more uh, approvals that have to happen, but there's a lot of waiting. Yeah. It's frustrating. Patience. So I mentioned that this was your first startup, but this actually isn't, it's your first startup in the healthcare industry. So you had done Correct. a couple of other startups uh, prior to this. So I play math games and sweat house. So do you want to mm -hmm. talk a little bit about those? Sure. So I play math games was a company that I did with my dad and my two brothers. And uh, one of my brothers and I were the business, we wore the business hats. And then my dad and brother have masters and PhDs in mathematics. So uh, we bought an existing company with existing assets and of uh, math tutorials that were games. And uh, we digitized them and put them in an, in an app. And then eventually uh, we sold that to a distributor and uh, my brother Joel was extremely formative in that. And then we went about our way. And I think I had a couple of little startups in between them that really aren't notable, but I've always had like something. Yeah. I even wanted to open a food truck at one time because I had this amazing recipe of hash browns and edamame and garlic and ginger. And you put it together and you deep fry it. It was like the most delicious thing. Sounds yummy. But it was really good, but I didn't want to work the state fairs like every weekend of the summer. Um, so then I'm a yogi and I found that I couldn't find a sweat towel that wasn't like a terry cloth towel. I wanted a thin towel. So I ended up creating some designs and I put them on tea towels and I imported them from India. Um, and then this was really early in um, the Lululemon days. And when their product was... And they've innovated just 
insane amount since this time, but they're yoga pants and their tops. If you didn't wash it within like four hours, you would end up getting this smell. Yeah. And that's because the bacteria would get in that lycra. And I created a product that if you just spray it down right after you do yoga, it would it would kill the bacteria or so causing smart. bacteria. And I launched Kickstarter. It was awesome. Um, but I realized, you know, one, yoga studios are owned by yogis and they're not necessarily the best business people because they're really good at yoga. And they also aren't answering the phone and they're not out <laughs> doing, it's hard to sell to them. Yeah. Um, so that was tough. And then e-commerce takes a lot of capital. Um, it's capital intensive too. I not as much as what I'm doing now, but to get in, to get by ads, um, to, you know, to get a presence, it takes a lot of consistency. Yeah. And at the time I, I was repping medical devices and raising three kids and I got recruited by a really world-class company doing like a once in a lifetime job that I'm like, you know what, I'm going to put this company down and pick this job up, which turns out to be a good way, but it was, it was really hard to put the company down. I love it. Well, it's uh, you learn so much by all of these, yeah. you know, the companies that you started and, and definitely I think they do nothing but help you to be better in the future. So um, I love Completely. those stories for sure. So can you share a story about a challenge that you had along mm -hmm. the way where you felt like, gosh, you were going to have to shut this down or um, you didn't know how you were going to get through, but did. And what were some of the lessons that you learned about yourself, about business, what whatever uh, it is? I'd love to have you share that. I think if you are in a business of that's capital intensive and you know that you have to go out and raise capital, it's a very scary thing to ask for money. I don't think anyone likes to ask for money, whether you're fundraising for a nonprofit or else if it's to for your business. I can even see it with my kids when they come and ask me for money. I distinctly remember the first time that my middle son did and he was so scared. And then after you do it a few times, you get confidence. Once the wallet opens up, you're like, oh, okay, I can do that. So I think with, with Checkable Medical, when I look at the challenges, my most, my biggest challenges have been two times when I have near-death experiences. And those near-death experiences was when I had to personally fund the business because I wasn't on top of the fundraising because I was scared to ask for money or I was, I was waiting until we hit this certain milestone before I went out and asked for the money. And I, looking back, I was, I, I should have had more confidence in what I was doing and I should have started fundraising earlier mm -hmm. and I should have, um, I should have put more time earlier into the business of fundraising. And because when you're, when you're fundraising and you know this from experience, it's, it is your full-time job as CEO totally. and it's right. Like, and, and I don't think as founders, when we walk into a company, like we have, we're so ambitious, we're optimistic, but we don't understand what we, the responsibility that we're taking on. And then when we take on the responsibility of employees that, all of that lands on your shoulders as CEO and founder. And so the two near-death experiences 
I just I really should have gone to the table earlier and had that fundraising strategy together. And now it, with what I'm doing, I, I mean, I think I'm living right now as we're talking probably the most challenging part of my business. But I am so blessed because I learned from those two experiences of waiting to fundraise and I got ahead of it. You know, I took October, November, December to really refine my pitch and to get my cash flow strategy, my product development strategy, uh, my hiring plan, putting that all together and really having that uh, down and then get on the road fundraising in January. And I raised the money in two weeks. And it was like, it was amazing. Like, I'm so thankful (laughs) that I, that I did that, but I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't learned from those two times that I failed at at it. Yeah. (laughs) I was bad at it. No, I I love that story. How do you find the people that you're fundraising, the ones that you want to fund your company? How do you find not only the right people, but also people Mm -hmm. who are capable of funding you? For me personally, I really have relied on the healthcare and the the med tech network and really just been involved in, in those communities. And I think whatever community that you are in, go to the areas where you know that there's going to be investors there. And they might not, they might fund only series C and series D, or they might be private equity, but it is a small group of people. And if you have a, a click with someone, ask them the question, who do you know? Who do you know that might be interested in what I'm doing? And I think every day you have to do something that scares you and you have to ask those questions and put yourself out there. And I don't say that I have any advantages over anyone else in that, like, I don't have a rich dad. I don't have like, this wasn't, it was all by hard work. And I think I really do believe that anyone can do it. And it all starts with yourself and believing in yourself and just go out there and even be like, I go to egg tech conferences. I'm in North Dakota now. And you would, wouldn't believe the amount of people that I meet from a, an egg tech conference. And, you know, they, they're, inter- everyone's interested in healthcare. Um, it's sort of like if you're doing something in sports, you know, go, go where lots of sports people hang out or, that's that's what my suggestion is there. Yeah, no, I I love that. And I think it's also just trying. I mean, some things along yes. the way are are really you'll run into things. I think it's the idea of, you know, going to um going to a conference that maybe doesn't seem exactly where you should be, but you can mm-hmm. uh if you have the time to go and do it and actually you know, keep your curiosity going. I always feel like that's those are the places where you might end up picking up on little things to bring back into your business too. Uh, so I think nothing's ever a waste of time. You mentioned C and D and private equity um, for mm-hmm. those who you know haven't raised money, especially when you're starting out brand new. I mean, finding out from people whether or not they invest in seed um, A is kind of uh, you know, a little bit bigger than seed and, mm-hmm. and, but if they're only doing C and D, as you mentioned, they may not be the people that you want to meet with, but they may know people that do earlier stage stuff yes. too. So I think that that's mm-hmm. the other 
piece of it. So, um, well, I love, love, love everything that you talked about. Good luck with everything. And I'm so excited to hear. We'll definitely be all following you and watching what ends up happening once you get through those clinical trials, which you're working on now. And then once you you said you need 180, what did you say, 180 positives on these clinical trials? I do. I need 183 positives. So if you have kids and you live in South Carolina, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, uh, Bronx, New York, Fargo, North Dakota, uh, Beverly Hills, California, Houston, Texas, or Jacksonville, Florida, we are running clinical research in all of those locations. So it's strep teststudy.com. And we have a, you can go and see where the clinical research site is, but you can be a part of you know, getting a product on the shelf. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Well, thank you for coming on, Patty, and sharing so much great stuff with us. Where do people follow you as well and, and keep track of uh, checkable medical, medical as well? Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, on my LinkedIn is the best place to follow me, Patty Post. And on Instagram, it's Patty Post MN. And those are my uh, two most active places. And actually, our website is checkablemedical.com. Well, thank you for coming on and thanks everybody for listening. Please subscribe to the Kara Golden Show so you're sure not to miss incredible creators, entrepreneurs like Patty, uh, where, and you can hear about amazing companies and and uh, all the things that you go through to get an FDA product uh, approved. And please be sure to give this episode five stars because the algorithm really does uh, matter. And those five stars really, really help. And Please be sure to follow me on all social platforms at Kara Golden. Uh, If you haven't picked up a copy of my book, Undaunted, it shares a little bit more about my journey and my story building Hint. And uh, we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and it looks like we're going to another day as well uh, coming soon. So definitely subscribe and stay tuned for, uh, for more info on that. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Thanks again, Patty. Thank you, Kara. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.